Oh, it's another beautiful day. It's the Rant Network, my partner on crime who's sitting on that side. Right? That's David Solomon. The purple screen. I know. I, I never could quite get that right. Every time we sort of try and figure that out, I always point to the wrong direction because I don't look before we start ranting. But you know what, guys? You know, we've been doing this now. It'll be two years in about uh, 60 days. Two years we started this uh, project. You know, it, it, it came from both David and I having a lot of frustration listening to the media, not enjoying just one side of the story and the ignoring of many stories that we thought were pretty unique and they weren't all political. And this is just such one of those things that somehow touches politics because it has to do with elections, but it has to do with your 16-year-old adolescent child and how much we have faith in their good decisions that they make. David, you just pulled this out of the news, and I'm just really interested to hear what exactly are they trying to pull now? So it's not, it's not a pulling. Now, it's interesting because New Zealand Supreme Court ruled that the country's voting age of 18 is actually considered discriminatory. That the idea of it, that it should just be 18, unconstitutional, call it whatever you want, that there's this whole case about going to 16. Now, who in the 2020 election uh, had said, listen, um, I want to vote. I want to vote. And unfortunately, <laughs> he couldn't because he was under the age. And so he sued the government and he's brought it to court. He's won. They've won. Now, I realize something that to change a voting law, regardless of where you are in the world, is, well, unless you're in, of course, some autocratic state, change law is, is, is a constitutional business. It seems to be that Jacinda, who's the prime minister of New Zealand, Phenomenal leader, if you've ever done, um, she said, "Listen, it needs a seventy-five percent, you know, passive pass in the government to bring the law to sixteen. Now, that's cool. It's interesting, and I'm yeah. I don't remember when they brought it from twenty-one to eighteen, but you know, the funny thing is, and I laugh about this, is that in Canada and the United States, we can carry a gun, we can vote, we just can't drink at eighteen. Can't understand that. So now you were talking about bringing the age of voting, a decision that is absolutely one of the most pivotal decisions you can make. And now we're letting 16-year-olds. Now, my challenge with 18 into 25-year-olds is they didn't vote very much. They talk a great game and they don't talk, they don't vote very much. The other part of it is they live and they in a world that is very utopic. It's not real. They haven't lived life. And now, Stuart, and you have 16-year-old. I don't have 16-year-olds anymore. Oh, Could boy. you imagine your 16-year-old going to the ballot box and having to explain to them? First of all, explain to them, go vote, and then how to vote. I don't know. You know, you know, you know David, here is a cliche that I sure, I'm sure a lot of parents of 16, 15, and 17-year-olds are used to. Yes, Mom. Yes, Dad. Yes, Stuart. And then you wait an hour, whatever the yes was, it's still pending in the right. inbox as message unread. And, and that's the, the signal from, I would say, most 
not all, most adolescent teenage people. And to entrust people like that to make the right decisions, like uh, casual Friday, as casual Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, which would, of course, would have been voted for by everyone if you went to a school that had a uniform. And, you know, uh, free lunch Monday would be free lunch Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So I don't think that people at that age have the concept, nor do I believe their cortex, and for all those science guys and medical guys that we know, and girls, that, that do tune in every once in a while, will correct me yet again for the wrong part of the brain or human anatomy. But, you know, David, I, I couldn't lobby more against this stupid idea. In fact, you know what? The argument is it's 18 years and older to vote, 18 years and older to join the Army or Navy or Marines, but 21 years old to drink. So there is a lot of hypocrisy. I trust you with a gun, son, but I don't trust you to have a bottle of booze. So there is a lot of stupidity in these rules. And, and the alcohol has to do with a medical reason, not an actual other physical reason, you know, like you shouldn't drink because I don't think you should drink. Well, because the human brain supposedly doesn't mature enough until age 21 to handle the alcohol. Again, I'm not a doctor. Maybe one of our doctor friends will get back to us and PM us and correct how wrong we are. But to allow a 16-year-old to go and vote and, and, and help decide the fate of our country isn't unique to this situation. Way back when, when I was under the age of 18, was a member of a political party in Quebec under the Robert Baldwin area. Now, David, you live in the Robert Baldwin area. I don't know if it still exists. Does that writing still exist? It still does. So I was head, David, I know you're going to fall on your floor, the yeah, liberal man. youth in the province of Quebec, which if you know the province of Quebec, you really didn't have much choice. It was Parti Québécois or liberal in my day. Correct. And so being the head of that riding, you were, uh, you know, basically brought to conclaves where we would meet the leadership of the Liberal Party to help determine the path in which the Liberal Party would take in the province of Quebec. Not Trudeau politics. This is regional politics, right? And because you had two choices, you know, Parti Québécois, which was, you know, screw the English and every minority group under the sun, unless you're French. Or, you know, but again, I was 16 years old. I was 17 years old. And so with that, we were helped determining the policies that the Quebec Liberal Party was taking to the floor. It sounded great. And if you heard some of these ideas, David, you know, because again, you, know, you don't have that 16-year-old anymore. You know, they weren't so outlandish back in our day. You know, you know, we wanted, you know, more freedom. You know, even back then, we wanted more services that weren't targeted Anglo-Francophone-ish. However, at the end of the day, it was a way of involving the youth into politics, which is what I think they're trying to do, but a way in which I think the method is madness. You know, because they're trying to, yeah, I don't think they should vote. I think they should be part of a party. 
and the parties should listen to the youth to try and help guide them to sensible, logical, socio-proper decisions. Because let's face it, this whole concept of allowing the youth to do what they want is kind of blowing up, especially in the state of California, right? Allowing youth to make medical decisions that they should never do. So, you know, again, if you want to trust them to do body mutilation, you want to trust them to pick the next president, you know, you want to trust the youth to do absolutely everything, right? But let's face it, is it the right decision? Eh, I don't think so, David. So, look, Stuart, you know, I, I, I hear what you're saying. My, my, my concern, there's a lot of concerns I have here. Number one is maturity and yep. awareness. And I'll tell you, you know, what I find challenging, and, and I would love for 16-year-olds to vote. I think it would be great. I'd love to see people more involved in political decisions. I'd love to in a, in a theoretical sense. But no, like I said before, a lot of these 16-year-olds lack maturity to the point, not because I think that they're babies, but that they're just now opening their eyes to certain realities. And when you and you said it, you know, you, you want to be involved in the party. You want to get involved in learning about the policies you want to get. But to throw a 16 year old in and say, you go decide without understanding fiscal yep. responsibility, without res understanding foreign affairs, without understanding what it means to have a mortgage or whatever. I struggle with 18 to 25 year olds and I have three of those. Well, one's 26. <laughs> but, you know, you start to see them now, you know, and you, when they get to university, they're still utopic. They're still highly yep. influenced by the professors. They're still highly jaded in what they want. And it's fine. But they do bring fresh ideas. They do bring a, a different way of perspective of looking at the world. And that's refreshing in a world where it was always the same old, same old, same old. Mm -hmm. But at 16, your biggest concern is the pimple on your cheek. The biggest concern was, did I get invited for, to that party that was happening on the weekend? You know, social media, Twitter, Snapchat, blah, blah, blah. Unfortunately, a 16-year-old, I struggle mightily with, with, you know, with giving them such power. Yep. Now, I know who wants the 16-year-olds to come to vote. And that's the left, because the left's policies, there you these these idyllic concepts and feelings and 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 beautiful sayings and things. When a sixteen-year-old has no idea, zero idea of reality, this is attractive as hell. And Stuart, for the left, hold on, for the left, this is great. This is better than dead people voting because these are real live people that you could influence. Now, you know, it's the same thing. What happens? You know, why do why are beer companies and cigarette companies in the past always going after the 18 to 24 category? Because that's when you set your lifelong patterns. Well, if you start them at 16, then you swayed their vote. And I think that this is why so many on the left want this lowering of the age, because, hey, more naive people voting for you. More chance you get voted in. I, I got I got another one. So where where they want them to vote in the United States, 16 and 17-year-olds are doing college application, SAT preparatory work, or ACT preparatory work. And I'm going to be honest with you, again, if you have that 16, 17-year-old and you've undergone part, if not all of that process, let me tell you, David, I am worn out. I'm worn out. 
Yeah, but that's nothing to do with you. No, that's nothing to do with you. No, no, but you see, no, no, this is not about you. But no, David, it does, it does, it does, it does. Because most most of these kids, most of these kids, unless you pay for a very expensive college person to help, you know, guide them in the process, you know, every child thinks I'm going to get to Harvard. Right, I'm going to no. get to Yale. No, sorry, that's, sorry, that's crap. You're, 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 I don't know where you're coming with the shovel, but not every kid thinks they're going to Harvard and Yale. And I'm sorry, you might live a very sheltered life with that statement. But you want to know what? You're right about one thing. Oh, 16-year-olds wow. and 17-year-olds. Pause. pause. I'm right no, about stop one it. thing. 16 and 17-year-olds yeah. are now looking at potentially college, potentially university, potentially jobs. You know, making a few bucks. First you know, car. First car, maybe. A lot of these things. The keys to an election yeah. is a very heavy set of responsibilities. And I think that this they are not. It would be an interesting test to see what, what would happen. But I'll be honest with you. To try to get 18 to 25-year-olds to vote is brutal. Imagine now telling 16 and 17-year-olds, Welcome aboard. Go bring 16-year-olds to vote. Won't happen. It won't happen as much. And I think that the, it, I get, and I welcome, I love the idea in theory. But like you said, if I'm focusing on my GPA, my SATs, because I have to try to get into a college, okay, and that's in the United States, you know, and if I'm in Canada, I, I'm, like, like I said, I'm only going to college or university around 18, 19 years old, then you know what? Yeah, but at 16 years old, when you're in grade 10, like your biggest, like I said, your biggest concern is going out on a date. Your biggest concern could be your grades, not who's running your your government. Yeah, you know, David, I th I think that you know being right once in this quarter hour makes me feel really proud. Well, Stuart, you know, you're, you're I'm so happy for your ego, but yeah. <laughs> you know, like think about your 16 year old having to drag your six. I mean, first of all, to educate your 16-year-old and then drag them to a, a voting box. And then I, 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 I find this beautiful, not real. David, drum roll, please. Quarter hour's already come to an end, guys. We Thank saved God. you. <laughs> David. Ladies and gentlemen, let's, let's, let's start this week's Thanksgiving week in the United States. And so I know a lot of people are going to be out on their vacations. Enjoy it. Us Canadians will continue to work. It's another work week. We don't care about American football and we don't care about turkeys at this point. You know, we just laugh at the turkeys in the United States. Ladies and gentlemen, we want to wish, we want to wish you all a great we want to wish you all a great week. Happy Thanksgiving to all those who are heading off on vacation and all that. And I will see you on Wednesday. Take care, folks. Bye. Say goodbye.